Hello, and welcome to Six Sheets Under. My name is Andrew. And my name's Reggie. And I'm Hannah. Today we are taking a little bit of a, a, wouldn't say a break, but just having a nice relaxing discussion today. Uh, nothing too uh, intense. Maybe we'll talk about a little, some tentacles here and there, but... Well, uh, isn't that the whole point of this episode, is tentacles? Tentacles, I mean, hentai in general, but uh, I think tentacles is a nice, I think, tame subject compared to some of the uh, recent additions. And we're taking a break because, what, last time we recorded, like, for hours on furries? Yeah, yeah, and you know, it is something that we intend on touching on, but as I was discussing, like, before recording, uh, I want to do justice to the subject and i think that really breaking it up into two parts is going to be where we go so that's going to be kind of set a little bit on the back burner for right now um but that's just because we're a little little tired of recording on it at the moment and when we come back to it we'll be fresh and uh so in the meantime yeah no it was super fun to sit and record and have me edit all that and now we're just going to redo it all in the future Love it. One of your suggestions was to redo it, so... uh, That's true. Honestly, I'm kind of burnt out on furries, but like... Dude, me too. Keep keep trucking. That's why I'm not part of the community anymore. (laughs) (laughs) No, well, that's why I say uh, it'll be a subject for a later date. But for now, we're just kind of keeping it light. Um, With the political climate, the way it's been recently, we also figured it would be nice to just kind of have a uh, relaxing, just hang out, nothing too intense so we're talking tentacles though. so we're talking tentacles yep <laughs> i i'm not i don't know anything y'all are the ones with the information i'm just here for commentary and that's absolutely fine that's why we like having you so tentacles it's pretty much like hentai anime based correct yeah that's definitely what it's based from where it's come from it, it came from japanese culture um it was originally like a way to subvert the censorship laws, um, and then it has since developed into a very prominent like kink and fetish um, related to not just hentai anymore, but a lot of other things as well. Yeah, that just is the well. It's most also common avenue that it goes. I know in a lot of like horror, like horror anime, yeah, and horror manga tentacles are a monster staple absolutely yeah whether there's sex or not even if it's like slightly implied Mm -hmm. yeah and i think even outside of just like the the hentai and manga and anime side of things you do see it as well in just like general sci-fi um comics oh that just general sci-fi like even live action videos and things i just realized like i just watched prometheus the other day and that is tentacle heavy. I mean, Alien in general, that whole series, I mean, has a lot to do mm. with, like, impregnation as well. So, like, yeah, but that's tentacles not... oftentimes lean towards that impregnation stuff, too. Yeah. Not all the time, but that's uh, that's been another discussion on um, a theme that we we'd like to we'd like to touch on. We've got our intern here. Just uh, so everyone knows, yeah, every time we start to record, Jade decides that she needs to be a part of it. <laughs> well, she does important work, just making sure everything's connected. As she tries to disconnect and chew. She's doing her best. She doesn't understand, but she's trying. Okay. Oh, that sounds like someone else here. 
Boy, <laughs> I am not in the mood today. Okay. I will end you right now. I got Jade on my lap, purring. Don't threaten so. me with a good time. I don't know. I The Alien franchise, I don't associate with tentacles, but I'm also a Giger fan. And Giger? I've heard it pronounced Geiger, Giger. Honestly... I don't really know how it's supposed to properly I, be pronounced. I'm pretty sure it's supposed to be pronounced Geiger. Yeah, and I mean, I, I've always said Geiger, but I think people know who we're talking about. Yeah, but and that's more like cyber than... Well, right, but it's like cyber erotica, too. Like all Oh, his, his art, art is, is extremely like, erotic. Mm-hmm. And I love it, though, because it's more like not overly sexualized. It's more like using the form as like an objective. Oh, he's like, one of my favorite, like one of my favorite artists. Definitely love his stuff. I saw it. I remember seeing a documentary on him. He's, he was, like, crazy in his later years. Oh, yeah. But I think a lot of people end up that way. A um, little, little derailing there, but I think the takeaway that I was going for was the fact that Alien itself does kind of have a lot of those themes that have that, like, alien invader, like, invading the body The aspect. impregnation, but... Yeah, and, and when I say that, even just outside of the impregnation, just the body being invaded by a foreign entity. So, like, that's mm-hmm. kind of, think, I think, what I think a lot of the Ten- idea behind tentacles can be is just this, whether it be sentient on their own, whether it be that they're part of a creature, um, whether they're you know, appendages used for impregnation, whether they're appendages just used for restraint. I mean, you've even, I mean, I've even seen it in, you know, older, like, 80s anime that were not necessarily hentai, but, like, very, like, sexualized. Things like, like, Ninja Scroll and stuff. Yeah, the um, highly, or a Bubblegum Crisis, or... Yeah, yeah, I don't remember in that in particular. Bubblegum but... Crisis 2049? There were, there's a lot of tentacle, like mechanical tentacle. Not surprised. Yeah, that's another thing, too. Like, I mean, I definitely have seen a lot of those mechanical, like, things, like implements like that, that go from, like, almost medical looking to straight up just tentacles. Yeah. You know, medical tentacles. Fucking Doc Ock getting his rocks off. I didn't like that. <laughs> uh, so you had mentioned them originating in. As a way to get around censorship laws, I mm-hmm. I was kind of curious about that because I was wondering what the initial appeal to tentacles was. Because, like, I don't look at a tentacle and go, fuck yeah, I want that inside of me. That is one of the last things I would want in me. So I guess I just didn't understand the original appeal. Um, yeah, no, uh, male genitalia had to be censored across the board no matter what in really? mm-hmm. japan yeah and it was even the uh the penetration in general there could be no form of like visualized penetration which is why even now hentai is like and a lot and pornography that comes from japanese is censored like mosaic tiles yeah they have the little like mm-hmm. black bar and the black bar is literally there to hide the penetration point mm-hmm. so everything else can be shown but like as long as you have that very slight Censorship, which is so ridiculous because it's at the point where it's like now censorship is kind of unnecessary, but it's it's still like a law based thing. Right. Um, back then, it was still a lot more heavily a, a law where they even had like art depicting essentially octopus uh, interactions with uh, with people. And there, I think there's like a couple famous uh, paintings out there. 
Well, and there's the comic from what, like year eighteen fourteen, Dream of the Fisherman's Wife. Yeah, that's what I was talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So Which was I think the first to show tentacle yeah or at least popularize it you know it might have been a theme that like other artists were doing at the time but it's definitely like the most well Well, and it's yeah i mean it's even in the show archer yeah and i I wouldn't know that but like still that's just how popular it is that i'm uncultured and i don't know what you're talking about like could you explain the concept because i don't know and i'm sure other people don't know tentacles weren't a male genital right but but i mean like the concept of the fucking fisherman's wife thing um it's probably a lot of folklore it's an octopus fucking a woman yeah but okay (laughs) that's what the art is yeah Yeah, that's what i meant um and it's like a traditional style art too yeah exactly and so i don't know what led it to become what it is today but i think probably just the social prominence the fact that a lot of people had seen it so much in imagery the kind of that like you see it so much that eventually you adopt it. Um, and I think that a lot of, you know... And usual disclaimer, we are not educators in <laughs> any way. I'm just thinking that a lot of stuff, like, can have that effect. When you're when you're exposed to it enough, eventually, you know, it can go from, like, a confusion to an interest. And, I mean, nowadays we have plenty of toy companies that are selling tentacle-shaped dildos and toys and vibrators yeah and, like that. and i see that a lot more often and it's becoming a lot more you know i think it's still the novelty of it but i think a lot of people are using that novelty in say their the cam videos that they make in yep. um the fact that other people want to see that um and you know, I think people that, who are genuinely just like, hey, it's an interesting shape. It's fun to play with. Yeah, I think you nailed it when you said the novelty of it. I mean, isn't that what a lot... Oh, no. Yeah, that... no, Jade just scratched the fuck out of my knee. Oh, no. That shit hurted, though. It's okay. Whole lot of gang shit. We're good now. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least that made sure you were awake. I've been awake. Thanks, well, intern Jade. Thank, thank you, Jade. Not just coffee, but oh, cat scratches. Oh, she's trying again. Jade. No, ma'am. Okay. She's just trying just to climb my leg at this point. Yeah, she wants a lap again. She just jumped down. Yep. <laughs> I don't understand. Mm, that she's... sounds like a lot of cats I know. True. Hot, cold. So. I want your love. I don't want your love. I want your love. I don't want your love. Oh, that's me. Um. <laughs> Tentacle vibrators. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, you know, honestly, I just said that. I'm assuming they exist. Oh, they totally do. I'm yeah. just thinking more often of, like, the, the look, <laughs> the way I said that. I'm thinking more of the classic, like, Bad Dragon um, tentacle dildo. So Bad Dragon is just a toy company that's been around for a really long gotcha. time. Gotcha. And they make a lot of fantasy shapes. Oh, cool. So monsters, animals, that kind of thing. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Fantasy shapes. Interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't consider animals a fantasy fantas- shapes. Right. Hey, you're the one who has a book called Bear. Sorry, hey, I just popped my knuckles. Such a good book. It's award winning. <laughs> award winning does not automatically mean good, but obviously enough people thought it was good, so. Hey, Canada's crazy. If you haven't had a chance, please go research the book Bear. It is fantastic. Is it well written or is it just like the concept is so No, it is there? actually well written. Okay. Then I can see that. It's better than 50 shades of gray. 50 shades 
fucking sucks. Fuck Thank you. Uh, but just just to be clear, uh, Six Sheets Under and its affiliates do not officially endorse the book Bear and or the ideas presented thereof. Yeah, that. But it's a good book. <laughs> <laughs> so I, like I said, I don't know shit about fuck when it comes to tentacles. Don't laugh at me. I say words. You anyway, know some shit about fuck. I don't know shit about fuck when it comes to tentacles. <laughs> However, as an ex-Homestuck fan, their genitals were That's right. bulges that were like two tentacles. Oh, whoa. No, stop it. None and they're, of them, uh, well, was like that, but I don't know. How they're all uh, like same gendered, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, there's no actual gender. It's like gender presentation, if I recall correctly. It's been like four or five years. Yeah, Homestuck is old. Yeah, it's been like four or five years since I've put any thought into it. Um, but a coworker actually was showing me her art, and she showed me some Homestuck OC art. And she was like, are you okay if I show you some like not safe for work art? Because she was just showing off her art. And I was like, yeah, sure. And I forgot that they all have bulges. Like, all of them. Yep. Yeah, I had a uh, Homestuck OC. Yeah? Yep, back in the day. I think I might have, too, actually, but I was more obsessed with, like, Aridin. That was that was my man. Oh, I was a Vriska. Okay, Vriska was kind of that bitch. But, but I'm also a Scorpio to begin yeah. with, so. Well, I'm a Sagittarius, and I hated the character for them. I don't remember his name. Horace. Yeah, I do. Um Horus was that was one of the older ones, wasn't it? No, no, I never got far enough for like the older gen ones. I did read a lot of like fan fiction and stuff about it, but anyway, that doesn't really that Homestuck. I could talk Homestuck all oh, day. Oh God! Especially yeah. after they ruined, uh, like there was so much money mm. given to him to like make another Homestuck, right. and he just didn't. Of course, because it's Andrew Hussey. Yeah. And but didn't he work? He he was part of Undertale, wasn't yeah, he? So well, that was Toby Fox. Um, I actually, so I tried to get into Undertale, or sorry, not Undertale, um, Homestuck, because my brother was really into it. And I was just like, oh, well, you know, he's really into it. Maybe I can at least talk to him about it. I couldn't get into it. But the guy who did the music for Homestuck was Toby Fox, and then that's, he went off and made Undertale. That's right. And I knew someone was a part of that and then did that. And I like Undertale a lot. I liked a lot of the artwork. I like a lot of the character design. Um, the fandom is definitely very similar to the Homestuck fandom. I think, um, it. yeah, it's pretty much like the same fandom. And it was really time. weird seeing those characters sexualized, especially the skeleton characters. It happens. It, what happens Rule with all 34. Of them, I know, but it was just, it was genuinely one of those, like, medias that I didn't think about it like that. Right. And I have that, I have that with a lot of media where it's just inadvertently, there's that, like, oh, you know, that's going to be sexualized at some yeah. point in time. And I didn't even think about it with that one. Right. And then when it was, I'm like, damn it. Oh, Terry. Of course. Toriel. Toriel's thick. I mean, she is goat milf. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. So, like, when it came to Homestuck OCs and stuff, any time I did any, like, even slight not safe for work role play, it was with the human characters. Like, I sure. never had that draw to a non-human being in a sexual aspect. So, I don't know. It's weird because, like, all of these episodes, I sound like a bitch and I sound like I'm shutting things down, but I just, I've never had nah, that. Dude, I've not experienced opinion, in it. 
I've never had that draw. So I'm really like the outside perspective on a lot of things. Which is awesome and why we're glad to have you on board because you're not shaming it. You're not talking negative. You're just saying that is definitely not something that you're into and here's why. And yeah. that's that's why we like hearing this. This is a good part of these conversations because Reggie and I are going to be talking about our perspectives and how we are into it or how you know we do have that draw. But hearing someone from the outside that has the opposite effect is definitely you know have has the opposite uh, reaction is is refreshing. So so back to tentacles. Hell yeah. Um. So yeah, the main. We were talking about subverting censorship. It was a uh, Toshio Meda. I know I probably just butchered the hell out of that. Uh, Toshio was the main artist that started drawing manga and stuff with tentacles. Okay. And so that was like, and then that popularized it mm-hmm. into like anime and things like that. And I mean, you see it everywhere now. I mean, it's pretty much like a huge association. Um, with just anime now. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean... Well, there, even if it's not sexualized, it's... Right. I mean, there's even, like, memes and, like, products that have come out. There's a there's a couple Japanese, like, sodas. I don't think they're actually Japanese brand. They're probably some other brand, but... Or com- um, country of origin. But it's called Tentacle Grape. And it's a soda. That sounds really familiar, actually. And it literally just has, like, this, like, anime schoolgirl on the front of it, like, all stoked to be surrounded by, like, a bunch of purple tentacles. I mean, okay, so that... But that's just funny. It is funny, however, that's another thing that comes up when you're talking about tentacles is when you get into the actual, like, original name for it, it translates to tentacle rape and tentacle Mm -hmm. violation. Yeah. And I think that, like... It's really non-consensual in a lot of hentai. And, like, having all those little tentacly arms, it's really easy to restrain someone. So, I don't know, I think that's another reason why I'm not a fan of it, like... Don't get me wrong, your girl does enjoy some, like, con-non-con sometimes, but in terms of stuff like that, it's just, it rubs me the wrong way. I don't know. No, and I completely understand where you're coming from, and, and in the same way that I do agree with a lot of that, where I'm not, like, looking at, like, the tentacle hentai where it's a lot more of the non-consensual stuff, because there's definitely, nowadays, a lot more where it's more consensual or at least more enjoyable to, you know, on, on the receiving end. Um, but I definitely think that the con-non-con needs to just be defined, just for anybody who might not know the term. I, I think anyone who would listen to this probably knows the term consensual, non-consensual. So it's like little scenarios in which basically one person is kind of given the go-ahead to do whatever they want regardless of how many times the other person would protest unless they say a safe word, which is very important, especially when you're getting into consensual, non-consensual play. I haven't done a whole lot of it. I have watched a little bit of porn, including it, but because of personal trauma, I don't know that I am okay with the whole scenario for me personally. But anyway. No, and I think that's a, it's it's just good to have that definition out there because there are definitely a lot of things that might uh, interest somebody into pursuing it. And I think the big aspect of is the fact that it is consensual and you want to go into it with that knowledge that it, even though there might be protests and saying, no, that's all part of the play. And that's where the safe word is the really important part because then you know when the play is no longer play. 
Right, yeah, for sure. But that's a big thing that's, like, missed with the tentacle stuff, is I think a lot of it, too, seeming more consensual is more Mm -hmm. like, oh, I'm being violated by a sea creature, but wait, it kind of feels good, but I'm still being violated by a sea creature. So I think that's where a lot of that, you know, seemingly consensual stuff comes in, because a lot of the history is real rapey. Right, well, and I, you know, I only know so much but my understanding is that there is a fair amount of that, like, culturally in a lot of the media um, that comes with, like, the pornography in, in Japanese culture. And so it's, it's... Yeah, it's pretty rapey. You know, and I'm not, like, here trying to, you know, appropriate anything. I'm not here trying to, like, say that this is a representation of the culture as a whole. That is just something that you see a lot and is very prominent At least in here the, in the West that we well, see coming out of Japan. Right. Well, it's very much more in a male-serving fashion. Yes, where That's okay, what I yeah. see a lot of the porn in, in, in a very very obvious female objectification. But then I've also seen plenty of interviews with a lot of the female actresses who are totally chill with what they're doing. So, like, there's this aspect of, well, you know, if they're willingly going into that, awesome. I always support that. Um, It's just kind of hard to see when you're seeing, like, a prominence of just that male self-serving factor. And I'm like, hey, I want to see a little bit of enjoyment on both sides. Yeah, and then they also have like the extreme other side where it's a male being dominated, and they oh, yeah, don't—they exactly. don't fuck around. Oh like, no, they no. yeah, they dom hard. Well, and it's a lot of like body stuff too, and a lot like, of like shame, a lot stuff of fluids and, as yeah. well, <laughs> a lot of uh, a lot of very interesting things. But yeah, I would definitely say they go hard. They go hard. <laughs> yeah. But then, then again, there's plenty of softcore stuff too. I mean, it's just like any 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 other country that produces yeah. porn. You know, there's going to be a lot of variations. Certain cultures just specialize in certain things. Yep. Like I would say, right now, a lot of uh, American specialization is the whole "What are you doing, step bro?" <laughs> yeah, the step thing's kind of. And maybe it's just the memes. Maybe that's why it's becoming a lot more like I'm a lot more aware of it. No. No, like front page of Pornhub constantly. Stepmom teaches stepson and his girlfriend how to have sex. My stepsister got stuck in the dryer. Yeah. Stuff like that. Because I've watched it. I'm curious. And it's just a lot of like. Terrible acting, too. I love it. What are you doing? I've watched a lot of those only because of the actors or actresses that are in it. Mm -hmm. Actresses. But because of the fact that I'm not really listening to their dialogue. Once they get past that initial like scenario setup. It's the same fucking thing. It's pretty much the same thing. I'm not at the beach, lady. This is a bathtub. That is easily one of my favorite shitty acting moments in porn. I love it. Or the lemon stealing whore bit. That one is good, too. Oh, and that's one of the reasons why I do give a lot of credit to some of, like, the pornos and the behind the scenes stuff is just some of the bullshit they do and you know like they're just fucking around Dude, and they're having just having a good fun time. Yeah. and I'm like you know what all right that's what I want to see that's what I like about that industry in when it is in a positive you know when it's implemented positively I do want to backpedal just a second yeah, I please. mentioned Pornhub I personally don't like or endorse Pornhub as a website to consume porn on. And that's because they've had multiple cases of child trafficking 
videos being on the website oh, as well as non-consensual I've never things. Heard that. You haven't? Oh, there's there's people I'll on Twitter who up. are very open about it. They have found videos of themselves as children and had to contact Pornhub. Pornhub made money off of it and didn't remove the video. So there's a few people I would have to look into who it was by yeah, name I'll have to on look Twitter. That up. But yeah, no, I personally don't endorse Pornhub. Don't like it. If you're gonna watch porn, fucking browsers. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. See, I read tube. RedTube is an OG. See, and I've I used to go to RedTube. I don't do Pornhub just because it was too mainstream, and I was really tired of it. Like it was too many ads, too much of the same shit, and it was very very curated, obviously. And I didn't mm-hmm. like that, and so I ended up at places like X Videos and Heavy R. Uh, Heavy R, I will say, is one of those sites kind of like crazy shit where it has a lot of gore videos and a lot of like scat videos so like you know there's that pretty prominent but like then they also have a lot of amateur stuff and that's usually what i go for is the more like homemade videos that still turn out to be pretty good because there's you know it's more raw like people are just gotcha, like, yeah. fucking, you know <laughs> i don't know how to carry this back around to tentacles no, or, okay i do i do back. i know i'm I just do. like i don't know what's a good topic but i think we should circle back around to that well coming back around from from videos to the idea of back to the novelty of seeing tentacles in more modern culture where people are using it as an object as a tool like mm-hmm. just any other kind of dildo or toy and a lot of it is that novelty that draw that the viewer might be getting from it that oh they've got a tentacle dildo you know, like oh, they're they're teasing themselves with a with a with a vibrator. You know, like that kind of thing. And it's that you know maybe they're, which is pretty commonplace now, surrounded by a cute room full of plushies, and they've got all these cute little dildos all around. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, so, and I'm saying they very clearly because this is this is anybody. Anybody can be doing this. Um, no, I've seen some really cool tentacle ones that like spin around and do like really mm-hmm. cool shit. Well, and. Okay, going outside of, like, sexual stuff, like, I've just seen them becoming, like, popular because octopus and squids are always kind of, like, a cool little, like, I mean, more like a hipstery, like, you know, you see them in, like, art and tattoos and things like that. Yeah, Yeah, but then you see, like, you know, the uh, earrings, like, the gauges that are, like, tentacles swirling around. Or you see, like, the wall hooks that are for, like, coat hangers, but they're little tentacle hooks, Mm -hmm. you know? So you're seeing a lot of that in mainstream, like, just... Well, and that also feeds into like the Cthulhu and right a lot Lovecraftian. of popularization of Lovecraftian. Yeah. Lovecraftian horror. is very tentacle based. Mm-hmm. Well, it's okay, and then going from like that kind of stuff, then you go into like even like Dungeons and Dragons. Again, super popular flares and flares. But then uh, one of the most, I would say, notorious spells from earlier editions. I don't know about it in the current edition is uh, uh, Black Tentacles or uh, Oh Man, and it was just. A is good that a, way it's to a incapacitate. Yeah, like, it's a binding spell, right? Well, it was like a entanglement spell. Yeah. So, uh, and then they turn into like Everd's black tentacles, mm. and so essentially it was like entanglement, but it was even worse and would do damage and like hold yeah. on to like players. Um, and you know there were certain DMs, never, never me, um, but there were books like the Book of Erotic Fantasy where they would implement D and D campaigns into a more lewd kind of erotica. Uh, yeah, and and again, you you know, then you do have, of course, those more consensual, non-consensual situations that are being played out because it's a group telling a story that they've all consented to. Yeah, and that's another thing. As a, as a DM, you always want to like clear things. Oh, with absolutely. The Session play. zero. Yeah, you know? I mean, 
we're not a D&D podcast, but we do play D&D. We are fans. And one of the biggest things that I would say going into it, if you're ever going to have erotica as a part of your D&D campaign it or to be any, discussed. any sexual themes at all, whether it be on a romantic level that's purely positive, uh, that still might not be something that someone wants to have involved in their game. So having a session zero where you lay it all out, this is the theme, these are the themes that we might have. These are some themes that might present themselves. Is everybody okay with this? Is there anything that's going to make anybody uncomfortable? Yeah, because we both have experience DMing. Yeah, and yeah. and in the same way that like, hey, if you're looking for a really serious campaign and all the players are looking for something comedic and goofy, okay, that's fine. Just make sure everybody's on that same page when you go into it so someone's not having a bad time. Yeah. Um, but that's that's all I'll really say about that. Again, we're not a D&D podcast. It's something we are passionate as well about. But yeah, tentacles. If you're going to involve some more, you know, suggestive themes in a game, any game, make sure everybody's consenting to that. And uh, there are some spells I know for sure that could be utilized with yep. tentacles. <laughs> or summons. And then there's me. I don't know anything about D&D. Hi. That's okay. Well, we can teach you that if you're ever interested. Oh, that'd be fun, a D&D night. <laughs> yeah. D&D night. Well, at that point, we'd have to bring in my friends that also enjoy D&D because bonding experience. See, I don't know at that point if they'd be comfortable with it, but I mean, watching, I'm not sure how much people would want to watch me just like be stupid and not know how to play a game. Well, we do need to figure something out for when we hit 500 listens. I want to do something fun. I'll post ass. <laughs> I'm joking. If you want to see my ass, pay six ninety nine a month on OnlyFans that I haven't updated in months. Still, I mean, it's still a great ass. I I don't have my OnlyFans in my podcast Twitter, unfortunately. Sorry, I I just kind of gave up. I didn't want to make enough money to file taxes for it. So that's reasonable because I know right? that they really screw people over with the amount mm-hmm. that they take. They do. So, and it's $400 within one year. Um, That's a tiny amount. Yeah. And then you have to claim it on your taxes. So, I think I've made, like, maybe 250 since when I started in, like, March to when I stopped, like, two months ago. Because I really didn't promote it. I just kind of use it as Instagram for nudes. I didn't do a whole lot of videos either. Well, here's a question I have now. And this is something that just kind of has to deal with like online sales in general. Mm. Is I know eBay, for instance, will take a cut whenever you sell an object or sell yeah. something. So that's a norm- they have a percentage. <clears throat> but I don't know that there's anything involving taxes with selling things on eBay. You could probably, I, as far as I'm aware, and I could be totally wrong because I've never sold a lot on eBay. We are not educators. We are not I'm educators. more curious if someone knows and can like tell me. I mean, so, I could probably just Google search and figure it out really easily. Um, but while we're having this discussion, it's a thought that I've had that if you're not, if you're not taxed on eBay sales, if that's the case, then you're selling assets on OnlyFans, so it's like, why wouldn't there be a... I mean, but I guess they are just taking a... They're taking a percentage, It's so why not just leave it at that? It's because of the platform, I believe, and the fact that, you know, you do get advertised on I their, see. like, front page and stuff. However, when it comes to eBay and stuff, it does make sense because after a certain amount of money that you've made off of things other than, like, a job or being self-employed... You do have to claim it on Additional your taxes, income. or you do that's have true. yeah. No, like, that's true. Yeah, you're I've right. I've done right. my taxes myself, so I have to look at all this bullshit. But uh, um, yeah, no, you do absolutely. And 
OnlyFans does take a percentage out of your monthly subscriptions and your tips mm-hmm. and everything like that. They do take a small amount. So I think for six ninety nine a month, I'm only actually getting like five thirty something mm-hmm. per subscription, which is fine. Um, I had one dude who was tipping me like five dollars on like random posts that weren't even that good, and I was like, "Aw, what a homie." Well, hey, you know, though, speaking of tipping, though, and um, I would definitely say that it's something that we've been needing to do and we'll probably be working on soon is setting up our Patreon to be a little bit more comprehensive. We keep discussing it. We do. Well, it's one of those things that we don't want to be putting any pressure on anybody else for us doing something that we enjoy. But at the same time, as we continue to work harder on it, try to make our content better every time we record... We definitely would not say no to any support. And that just means that we're able to continue to provide better quality uh, episodes, better quality recordings, um, and, you know, enjoy it as we go along. Yeah, getting some uh, update equipment, stuff like that would be awesome. More than one mic. That would be good. Yeah. I know. I think I need one to just sit really close to my face so I don't have to force myself to talk louder and feel weird. Yeah. No, we definitely want... That's one of the most important things about all of this is we want people to be nice and comfortable. We're trying to normalize the discussion, not make it awkward. <laughs> I make everything awkward, so good luck. I mean, no. Okay, I have been told that I'm pretty easy to talk to and people feel like they can open up to me and that's because I don't give a fuck and I will talk about everything within five minutes of meeting someone. So if you ever need someone to overshare too, my DMs will be open. Alrighty. They're not open. For oversharing and emotional support, yes. For sliding in, absolutely not. Not even a tentacle? They're pretty good at sliding. They're slippery no. little guys. How about no. some eels? No. that's. Would an eel be considered a tentacle? No. You think that's but just a But still a writhing, form? slimy mass. Ew. Ew, I hated that face you just made after you said that. I was just more proud of the vernacular there. Just the... Listen. It put a very good image in my mind. Like I... a very like prominent... No. See, but you said... When you said mass... Like, I, I think, think of multiple eels. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking of like a... Or like a, the leech a, monster a, from Resident Evil. Oh, yeah, yeah. Where it's just a ball of leeches. Oh. Yeah. No. Oh, yeah. Resident Evil had a bunch of tentacle stuff, too. Mm. The movie especially. Because the thing had the tongue. Oh, the lickers? Yeah. Or the hunters? Yeah. Yeah, they've always had the tongues. But like, I mean, That's shit, if you want to talk about... Okay, then Red Pyramid thing from Silent Hill has a tongue. You want to talk about that? Pyramid Head? Yeah, dude. He's got a tongue in the game. Oh, I never played the game. Well, see, okay, and this is where I have a lot of contention with the movies because they've ruined that character, and I'm not going to get into that because, boy, I'm passionate about it. See, and I didn't like the game just because you couldn't really kill anything. I mean, you can. It's just difficult. Anyway, again, not going to get into the nitty-gritty, but what I will say is in the game, at a certain point, basically, when you're fighting Pyramid Thing... Uh, if he's behind you and gets too close, a tongue lashes out and does the same kind of thing the hunters do. In, Weird. Uh, and yeah, and so it wraps around your tongue or your neck and starts dragging you towards it. And he's like trying to like kill you. Uh, no, a lot of the Resident Evil games have tentacles. I just, I mean, I just remember that. I mean, there were some of the more big. I think like, it's like five or six where at the end the 
you're basically fighting a mass of tentacles. Maybe it was... Well, Wesker I remember, takes like, all the chemicals and becomes a oh, massive black creature. Yeah, and then there was four where all the uh, the virus was like that insect. Yeah. And it had like the... Um, yeah, they'd split open. And, yeah, that was kind of cool though. Yeah, no, I mean... And, and shit, See, yeah, no, get tentacles to, like, is a big horror trope. Think of uh, a Carpenter's version of the of the, the thing. thing was. A I lot. mean, it wasn't really so much tentacles until you get to like that big reveal at the end with the uh, well, no, stop when they, motion. like every time they're like burning it or something, there's something whipping around. Well, yeah, that's or, true. There were the, also the, the even the dog that came out yeah. and hit the dogs and like wrapped around them yeah. to like begin the assimilation. So yeah, tentacles are definitely a horror trope. So you know, and I do, I, I guess the association then with like how it goes from hentai with a lot of that, you know non-consensual based stuff involves with that horror trope as well you know that that yeah because it's a lot of times monsters and Mm -hmm. and trapping exactly that sense of not being able to get away right and the restraint definitely goes into like you know a a organic bdsm almost where it's like or aliens or you know monsters or whatever it is right it's not always consentical which is a term. I don't actually. consentical to the tentacle. No, yeah, no, consentical is a term in in. Wait, that isn't community. that a game you have, Reggie? Consenticles. Uh, yeah, actually. Yeah, that's it's what a, they class. It's, it's a uh, little card game. I haven't played it. Yeah, um, I think we pulled damn. it out one time when we were both pretty drunk. Yeah, it's a didn't get very far. It's about a chicken and alien, and you have to like basically play cards with each other and see like. You know, consent, non-consent, and you have to eventually get to consensual sex. Interesting. Maybe we should stream that. I feel like that we've would talked be, about streaming. That would be oh, relevant yeah, absolutely. And like a fun new experience for all of us. Yeah, so. I agree. I'll I think there's to, a lot of good. I'll card have to games. learn how to play it. Yeah, there's some easy games we could probably play. You'd be like old people playing our card games on Sunday. Well, it's not like we're sitting and playing backgammon. We might. I would kick your guys' ass. I don't even I can't know even, how. I don't even know how to play it. Backgammon, cribbage. I love the old people games. Oh, my God. Cribbage is all right. Cribbage is still kind of annoying, though. I get frustrated about halfway through, and I just want it to end. Um, what was that one game, though, that you have with, like, the little, like, discs that you, like, flick? Oh, uh, f- uh flat? No, uh, no, the disc you flick. There's one where you have the uh, magnetic handle, and you, uh, yeah. with the ball. Yeah. Uh, Clask. Yeah, that's Klask a fun is, fucking game. Yeah, it's basically just like mini tabletop air hockey. Yeah, it's so fucking awesome though. Yeah, dude, they play that internationally. I think it's uh, Sweden. Is They have like tournaments okay. and stuff. I think that's where it's from. Nice. No, that game's fun. I still have it. No, there's a lot of board games. You know, I know we're past uh, the spooky season, but it's to me, we're never past spooky season. Uh, I've got um, the zombies games. Which are like basically you drop tiles down, build a city, and go around oh, fighting zombies. Oh, gotcha! It's actually really fun, uh, and I have a whole bunch of expansions for it. Um, I have a Betrayal House on the Hill. Hell yeah! I, there's one's... an expansion for that, and I yep. want to get it. I don't have it. I don't have the expansion. But I have the main game. I have the uh, original Arkham Asylum or uh, Arkham Horror. Yeah. That game. That game's hard, mm-hmm. and you have to have like quite a few people. Because even with three people, it's tough as hell. Yeah, they're one of those games where it's like a four-person you're, minimum. You're designed to lose. Anyway, well, board games aside, I mean, there's I'm sure more than that, more than the consentical game that has tentacles involved in it. And sex. Mm-hmm. I mean, shit. 
I guess technically, <laughs> I guess there's uh, probably plenty of tentacles in 40k, especially with God, all the chaos. And 40k. And, oh, dude, but it's so insane. Chaos, man, and then the you've got the Dark Eldar. Those Skyrim like, DLC has a bunch of tentacles, but that's like based off Mind Flayers and HP uh, Lovecraft. There was a Call of Cthulhu game that came out not too long ago. Oh yeah, I tried I have playing it. it, but it was it's like, a survival one. It it's it's tough. I'm thinking of the one that was more like a murder mystery one. Oh, I don't know that. Yeah, one. it was more recent, and it was all like. It was really good graphics, but, like, my computer just couldn't handle it, and it was still, like, really early stages of being released. Gotcha. But, yeah, Lovecrafting horror is starting to become pretty popular. But, you know, I mean... It's always been popular. A lot more mainstream. It's becoming more mainstream. Yeah, a lot more mainstream. Well, I mean, I think it's the same thing with, like, D&D, mm-hmm. um, anime, hentai, becoming well, yeah, more Stranger Things all of a sudden made D&D... Well, I think it was before Stranger Things, but, yeah, it really did propel it. Like, yeah. Well, it brought it, it to a to new, popular. younger audience, I think. That, and then also the YouTube streams. I think a lot of people online playing games, doing podcasts on yeah, it, doing live the streams podcasts, on it. definitely. Um, drew in a lot of the audience, and then you have it reinforced by popular media that a lot of people yep. enjoy, like Stranger Things. <laughs> How are you doing over there? I'm zoning. Yeah, you zoning? I, I'm zoning. You good there? Yeah, no, I just had absolutely nothing to contribute to that. <laughs> Because I don't know anything about what you're talking about, so I'm just kind of vibing. <laughs> Speaking of tentacles, so I have a friend that uh, always calls me Omega Reg for reasons I won't get into. No, oh, please get into them. But yeah, you can't just drop something <laughs> like that and then like, be like, I'm not going to say this. I Omega mean... Red is a uh, villain mutant in X-Men. Who has a mechanical tentacle? Oh, okay, okay. That would like shock the uh, X Men and stuff like that. Nice. So my buddy always calls me Omega Reg. Gotcha. Is there more of a background to that? There's a rather large tentacle involved, but I'm just gonna leave it at that. Okay. No. You're not. No, he doesn't. Well, listen. Okay. The, sh- the no. shitty face he's making right now. Yeah, and he can disclose that off. Off recording, he can disclose that after. He's and we just can, enjoying we the can pain peer he's putting you through. Just, just anyway. safety word. <laughs> we don't have Texas. one. <laughs> salamander. Yeah. Oh, salamander. That's right. See, I remember everybody's safety words yeah. better than they do. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I, I do not recall because I do not use. I usually just say, "Hey, <laughs> listen," and at the point it takes me to speak up, then there's something genuinely like. You should probably stop doing that. Otherwise, I won't say anything. Hey, listen. Stop it. Hey, I'm not a look. little blue flying bitch. All right, now. Was Navi a female? Navi's a fairy, dude. I don't know what they identify yeah, as. Damn, you want to shout louder next time? Hell yeah. <laughs> anyway, Reggie, I just got, you were I don't going know why somewhere I got so with offended. that. No, I was just thinking, it just reminded me of Omega Red. I forgot okay. that they, he had a tentacle. Mm. Huh. Yeah, it's not the only character in that universe that has tentacles. Doc Ock, bro. Doc Ock is not that. That's he's not a mutant, and that's DC, isn't it? No, it's not. No, it's Marvel. You're yeah, right. Yeah, it's Spider Man. Same universe. I guess depending on the universe crossovers. I feel like at some point in time they're all in the same universe, so it can be considered that Marvel universe is 
same world. No, the mutant verse is completely different than the hero verse. There's enough crossovers though that I'm like I said, I'm well, sure there's he, one universe, there's one alternate universe. It's like where saying Xena and Hercules are in the same universe they are, just bro. because they cross over in episodes. Hell yeah. It's exactly what I'm saying. Same with Buffy and Angel. Well, Buff Angel is a Buffy character to begin with. Yeah, exactly. Xena and Hercules are separate characters in the same universe. I would argue against that. I just want you to know that when you Google characters with tentacles, the first thing that comes up is just Squidward. And then there's a yes. bunch of like different versions of Squidward, like Squidly tentacles, Grandma tentacles, oh, shit man. like that. What about what about Squilliam? No, Squilliam, <laughs> I don't think I saw him on your lunch, Squiddy. <laughs> <laughs> on your lunch, Squiddy. Uh, Squiddy Daddy. I'm I'm sorry. I want to go home now. Let me give her a squeeze, Mr. Squidward. <laughs> Just imagine him going down with that big ass nose. No. Oh man. Just oh wait. Swipe Cup- that shit wait, like wait, a wait, credit wait. card. No, Cupcake has a song called Squidward Nose, and she literally what? says, "His dick's smaller than my toes. I'd rather have Squidward's nose." And in the video, she's literally riding Squidward's nose. It is God. I love Cupcake for that reason. Wow. She's so weird. It's not about the tentacles. It is about his nose. All right. I got really excited about that. I'm sorry. I I got to contribute. I got to contribute something that you guys weren't aware of. And honestly, if we wouldn't get in trouble, I would play some of it. But definitely look into it. I think the music video got removed uh, probably because Nickelodeon had a problem (laughs) with her. I imagine. Face fucking Squidward. Uh, But definitely look into it and see if you can find it because it's goddamn hilarious i mean why would nickelodeon have a problem with that when you've got plenty of uh really bad live action pornos existing that involve spongebob and if anybody watched it oh my god if anybody has had the unfortunate experience of seeing any imagery from one of the spongebob pornos i am so sorry i am so sorry that used to be on repeat at the porn store I worked at, where we had a TV screen that, like, previewed, you know, like, parts of pornos that were, like, at least safe for work enough to, like, not have overt nudity. Basically, like, if you could see it from the street, it couldn't be something that, like, showed nudity. So it was, like, you know, the lead up. But, yeah, dude straight up in a giant SpongeBob costume, his face painted yellow, just, like, sticking out the front of it, trying to do a spongebob voice (laughs) it is the most uncomfortable thing like yeah no thanks and i like ridiculous porno because it's funny but that shit was just nope could not handle that that was bad you know i don't know a whole lot about characters with tentacles but i have played a little bit of mortal Kombat, and there are a lot of characters like that are more insect based that do have those like you know i'm gonna restrain you with this weird pokey extension of my body yeah that's the word i was looking for and i just thought about it um in mortal Kombat. yeah i know there's devora yeah she's she's the only insect i can think of um fuck what's the one the one one i don't even know there's scorpion there's a lot of them and he's got the he's got the get over here yeah yeah but like Yeah, I don't know. I never, I didn't play enough to get like well versed with the characters. Um, 
mostly because when I was going to play it on an Xbox 360, the disk drive was broken. So I couldn't get Grand Theft Auto 5 out, and I don't play those games. <sighs> Sad day. I miss playing Mortal Kombat. I actually got really good just from, like, button smashing. Yeah, that's one of those you don't have to combo very hard. No, you really don't. I was better at Soul Calibur than anything else. Soul Calibur was fun. Yeah. I mean, I was never really good at fighting games to begin with, but... Soul I got Calibur really was... good at Mortal Kombat, because I played the shit, like... Because I, I lived, Sega. I had a bunch of roommates, so that was, like, our go-to. And they were roommates. Like, we would just play Mortal Kombat. Yeah. No, I... I'll kick your ass. The, I all have the fighting 11. Games, I'll kick your ass. <laughs> all the fighting games I played were with people who were way better, so I'd be like, hey, you want to play some Smash Bros? And I'm like, yeah. Two games in, I'm like, you guys suck. I'm done. Dude, Smash Brothers, my younger cousin would kick my ass. Yeah, I'm not good. Like half my age, and he would just be like, all right, and just tear me apart. I'm not good at those games. I suck at the uh, the Japanese fighting games. The ones that are like the cell shade, really 2D combo heavy. Because mm. as soon as I start getting juggled, I'm like, okay, I'm done. Like, can we start round two? Like, mm -hmm. Yeah, I, was, I had a friend that I lived with who was really good at Street Fighter games. And that, yeah, see, that's a combo like, heavy no, juggler. I cannot play Street Fighter. I am fucking shit. See, at that's it. like Mortal, that's why I like Mortal Kombat and Soul Calibur. It's more like frame rate and like 3D dodgeability. See, and I'm more about if I'm going to play like more arcade style games, things like Metal Slug. Mm -hmm. You know, um, going back to like games involving like tentacles and things like that i mean definitely silent hill also like you know you had mentioned resident evil silent yeah. hill had a lot of like really gross like very sexual imagery as well with a yes lot of their yeah monsters i've never, and, like, horror I've stuff. never played silent hill but i've seen that it's like super sexualized the second one especially the second one more so than i think the rest of them mm -hmm. um because that was part of the background to like the main character gotcha um and not to, like, again, get too far into it, but a lot of the Silent Hill Otherworld is represent a representation of the main character's, like, inner turmoils and struggles. Mm -hmm. So one of that with number two is the main character's, like, sexual frustration. Um, but going on for even more games, I remember even, like, old games like um, Echo the Dolphin. I don't know if you ever played Echo the Dolphin. I've played a few, yeah, dude, back on Sega. Yeah, so it starts out, you know, you're like, oh, you're this, like, crazy psychokinetic dolphin that's, like, trying to save all of his dolphin bros. But then you get to, like, the end of the game, and you're, like, going inside of this, like, monster itself. Like, you're inside of this, like, fucking that. crazy, like, organic... I don't even remember. Reminds it, me of it's a... It's very Earthbound-y. Like, reminds me creepy. of a Battletoads. Where you go inside the girl's brain and it's Dude, all... Dude, I never played it, to be honest. It's the, That's like... surprising. It's one of the most difficult levels I mean, I called of... plenty of GameStops and asked if they carried it. It's one of the most difficult levels in all of Gamedom, is the Battletoads hover bike Yeah, oh, yeah, that's exactly what I... Yeah, that's, like, level two, I think. Yeah, it's... It, it, it was hard as shit. Yeah. Never played. Never played it. And, and like... There are a lot of games where it's, like, I've been stuck on, like, really hard levels, and I'm really happy to, like, get through it because of, like, that arcade style yeah. being really difficult. But, man, I – my intention span for video games, like, unless it's a micromanagement game, I have a hard time, like, focusing on stuff. And even then, I'll focus on it for, like, a good, like, binge, and then I'll just be like, I'm done. Yeah. But, you know, you throw some tentacles in there, maybe I'll uh, – 
mean, shit. I remember playing Starbound, and there was a gun that I had that had, like, shot out tentacles that just reached and, like, killed everything on screen mm-hmm. or, like, nearby. It, like, shot out, like, a max of, like, six or eight of them, and it would, like, attack. You know, seeing them being used as, like, I don't know, just in everything. Yeah, and going back to the tentacles and horror, like, that also goes into the, like, a lot of horror ties into sexuality and sex. Mm-hmm. Like, usually... Anything that's like especially a, body horror, yeah, and especially if you're gonna involve tentacles and stuff, like. Mm-hmm. So is the draw? Is it like they actually are turned on by the tentacles and like want to fuck an octopus, or is it more like it's been a trope for so long that it's an association now? I think both. I think you actually like that's a really good way to articulate it. But I think that because it's been a trope, it has allowed some people to actually unironically be able to embrace it and be turned on by it. Right. But then I also think a lot of it is just that, like, first part that you mentioned. Right. And I think it's also, like, once you've been saturated by something, like you were saying earlier, like, when you see it so much, eventually it's like, oh, this does turn me on. Like, Mm -hmm. when we were talking about sounding, I actually got kind of interested. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, maybe because we were talking about it so much. Yeah. Like, so I think especially, like, in a horror aspect – if you're a big horror buff and you see it over and over and mm-hmm. over, eventually it's going to be ingrained where it's like... Well, and okay, okay, so in, in that vein of horror, um, when we were talking about Alien, you know, and I was mentioning the fact that, you know, the, the alien invader, like the physical body invader, right? Mm-hmm. You know, you have the idea of also impregnation with that. Wow, I said that in a really weird way. Impregna- impregnation. Impregnation. Impregnate? Impregnation. Impregnation. It <laughs> wow, just sounds I'm just like, weird. I was just enunciating <laughs> weird parts of that word. Um, but you have these monsters or aliens that are impregnating, you know, humans. Um, it's gone so far. So, you know, there, there are toys that are tentacles. Well, there are also toys that are uh, ovipositors um, that are literally yep. like egg-laying toys that have, like, gel molds that you can, like, basically make, like, gelatin-based eggs and use those, like, with a toy to inject. And it's really interesting to see that there are toys that have developed to that level because obviously people are into it whether it be just for that novelty factor just because maybe their viewers are like hey i bought this for you use it for me i'll pay you this much to Mm -hmm. do it or maybe they're just like genuinely like i want to try that well i can also see the egg thing being a voyeur type thing too where it's like you know, implant yourself, then go out in public knowing that it's inside you, mm-hmm. and that's your own little kink. Or even that's... just the pushing them out. I mean, I've seen that with plenty yeah. of other things. I mean, people using, like, balls and toys and things like that or just shoving things in and squirt pushing them back yeah. out. So, I mean, at least this is softer and easier to do that with. That is a topic that I don't think we have time for today. No. But I definitely have it planned for an episode on breeding. Yes, mm, and we'll touch more yeah. a lot more on like ovipositing, I think, in depth with breeding and its association. But I did have to like throw that in there. Yeah, I know it you do- did. You're does... excited to talk about it. Well, because it does tie really closely with tentacles. <laughs> well, and and I think the reason I'm excited about it is that that tie in and the fact that I think it's honestly kind of cool that people have taken toy play to that level. That they're really like. Hey, you know what? If you're into it, I mean, if if someone can have a dildo that's shaped like a horse stick, why can't someone have a dildo that's shaped like some crazy alien egg-laying appendage? Yeah. You know, if, if that's fun for them, then what the fuck ever. Whatever works. Yeah, yeah. buddy. 
All right, is are we running out of tentacle talk? <laughs> I don't know, man. I mean, I could talk about it all the time. It'd just be repeating the same stuff, but ultimately, uh, I think the takeaway here today is. Um, I think tentacles are rad. I like. I, I just like it in media. Like. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and just objectively, as just an interesting object. I mean, spirals are an interesting yeah. object. The coiling of tentacles is kind of cool. You get a lot of really neat like writing points too. Like just like with how you can describe them. You know. Yeah. Um, a lot of a uh, lot of describing words. Oh yeah. Yeah. I don't know why you both looked at me, but I didn't have anything to say other than, like, I mean, if tentacles, you know, if they tickle your peach, then that's what they do. As long as you're not going out and fucking a real octopus, then keep keep consuming. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, I did mention eels earlier, and um, let's just say uh, I've definitely seen live eels used. We are not... I, we do not I consent. don't endorse no, no, I'm, I, I'm not saying I do. The use of I any just, animals. You know, your uh, your mention of a real octopus just reminded me of that. And oh, well, I hate that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm not I'm not the biggest fan. Yeah, and as we've said in previous episodes, animals can't consent. No, no. Even if they're as dumb as fish, they're still animals. I think fish are very smart. Some can't. So I mean, I wouldn't know. I'm not a fish. That was really loud. I'm sorry. I'm being a bitch. <laughs> I wouldn't know. I'm not a fish. So, you want to lead us out? I guess so. Uh, Take well, me by the tentacle. If you're going to be inviting any slimy, squirmy creatures in your bed, make sure to keep those sheets nice and clean. And probably get yourself tested afterwards. And stay away from those squids, kids. My name's Andrew. I'm still Reggie. And I'm Hannah. And you've been listening to Six Sheets Under. Hey there, and thanks for listening to Six Sheets Under. You can find us on Spotify and just about anywhere you listen to podcasts. If you'd like to join the discussion, you can email us at sixsheetsunderpodcasts at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Twitter at Six Sheets and on Instagram at Six Sheets Under. And finally, if you'd like to support us, you can find us on Patreon at Six Sheets Under.